Amen. I'd like to welcome you to our service, and we pre-record all our messages and air them at the time that they'll be preached. And I do thank you for uh, tuning in and listening to this message online. And uh, this is mostly just for, for our folks that can't make it, but uh, we do recognize that there's people from all over the world that tune in and listen to these messages. And I trust it's going to be a help to you today. And and the title of the message is, What Are You Looking For? You know, we're coming in that time of the year where people are going to start looking for various things. And some are looking for entertainment. Some are looking to take a vacation. Some are looking for gifts. And then across the world in this day of unrest, uh, people are looking for different things. Some are just looking for safety. Some are just looking for a little bit of peace, and some are looking for hope today. But I want to ask you specifically, what are you looking for? What do you want? And uh, you've come to the right place. You've tuned in to where you can hear from the Lord. And what does He want for you? And that, that's another good one. And, uh, and, and compare that to what you're looking for. And, uh, but what are you looking for today? In Luke chapter 7, if you'd like to find your place there, I... There's a local store here, and, uh, and I know those that's across the world, you may not know of this store, but they're called the Bass Pro Shops, and, and it's, a, it's an outdoor-type store, and you can find all kind of things from uh, camping to hunting to fishing and, you know, apparel and all kinds of things. And, you know, I, I can go by the boat section, and it, it doesn't, I mean, I can just walk right by there and not even look at the boats. Why? Because I'm not interested in that. And it's not that they're not nice, but all I do is see money and time, and, and I don't have either one uh, to, to invest in at this point in time in my life. And, and I'm just not interested in that, so I can walk right by that section where someone else, they, they may have to stop and, and take a look at it and, and even consider some things. And then others can go by the, uh, you know, they, they can go by the clothing section, and, man, they're going to have to stop and look at every rack and go by the shoes and other things like that. Maybe you're in the camping, and I'm walk right by that as well because I'm not into that and and uh, myself I don't go by the clothing section much because I don't like paying full price for anything I'm a thrift store kind of guy and uh, goodwill and uh, get all my all my clothes there and uh, let somebody else pay that get that first hit on that price and then I'll just take care of uh, getting it for three or four dollars and and I'll wear it out where they wouldn't and then uh, my wife, she likes going through the kids section there. And that's about the only thing she's interested in is going through the children's section. And she'll look at different things for other children, <laughs> buying things for other people and maybe invested in the nursery here at church, things like that. And then uh, my youngest daughter, she likes knives. And uh, so she'll go around and she'll, she'll look at knives. And then she's disappointed because there's not a big selection. Because if you've ever been to the knife store up in Sevierville, Tennessee, I tell you, anything else cannot compare to, to that. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, some people just go to look at the fish tank. There's a huge fish tank there and, and uh, with different fish. And, and some people just go for that. They just go in there and just sit and watch the fish swim around. And, uh, but, 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 you know, we all look for things that we're willing to invest in. 
every day we, we look, you, you know, we're talking about our time, even our talents, our treasures, and we're always looking for something to invest in. But my question today is, what are you looking to invest in today? What are you looking for? And you've tuned in to this message here, and folks will be gathering here on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, and, and uh, they've come for some reason. They've come to church. They're looking for something to invest their time, their talents, their treasures, and so, but what are you looking for today? Uh, here in our passage, there's two groups of people that we're going to point out. Uh, and they're going to both come look to Jesus uh, looking uh, for something. But the difference between these two groups of people is their faith. And that's what I want us to notice today is their faith. And uh, some are coming to Jesus because they're only looking for a favor. I have people that will come to this church many times uh, and uh, they're, they're down and out in, in, in whatever's going on in their life and they're not coming to exercise faith in the Lord. They're coming looking for a favor. And, uh, but, but then we do have some people that come and they're really legitimately trying to exercise some faith. Uh, but then, yeah, but you could be here today and just looking for a favor instead of wanting to exercise your faith. Some people will come to church to be entertained. They come because it's a social gathering. They come to be seen. They, they come to see what is going on. And, and if, uh, you know, if the special doesn't do it for them, if the special music doesn't do it for them, if the choir doesn't do it for them, if the message doesn't do it for them, then they're going to leave feeling disappointed because they didn't come to exercise faith. They just came looking for a favor. You know, the rich young ruler that came to Jesus and, and he asked the question, you know, what must I do, you know, to, to be saved, to have eternal life? And, uh, and uh, he, he, he was looking uh, uh, for a favor. He, he wasn't looking to exercise his faith because the Bible says that he left uh, very disappointed. Uh, and I mean, you think of all the tears that he put in, all the theatrics of throwing himself down before Jesus. Uh, he'd got all dressed up and all the emotions that came with all this, uh, but he left uh, feeling disappointed because he wasn't looking to exercise faith in Jesus. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says, But without faith. It is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Uh, they're seeking him, uh, not a favor, but they're seeking Jesus. They're seeking God. Uh, hey, if you're looking to exercise your faith today and allow God to do a great work in your life, uh, then I promise you, you won't leave here disappointed. Uh, let's start reading here in verse 1. Now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant uh, who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying, that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord... 
Trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest end her under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but just say in a word, but say in a word, and underline that, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. I, I want just for real briefly here, I want you to think about this. How did he know that? How did he know that all Jesus had to do was just say a word? How did he know that? Think about it as we go on. We'll cover that in just a few minutes. Verse 8 says, For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent returning to the house found the servant whole that had been sick. Uh, this first group that's going to approach Jesus on behalf of this servant uh, was, the, was those that were looking for a favor. Look at verse 4 with me. And when they came to Jesus, that's the elders, they besought him instantly saying that he, talking about the centurion, was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation and he hath built us a synagogue. Obviously this centurion was loved of the Jews. Uh, he had a close relationship with the Jews. Uh, he knew their customs. He knew their beliefs. And matter of fact, his faith in God is going to be revealed in verse 7. The elders of the Jews, they came to Jesus though, not looking to exercise their faith. They came to Jesus looking for a favor. No faith, just a favor. You see, their faith was not in God. They were looking to a man to give them what they desired. Their hope was in a government official. You see, these elders, they knew the Scriptures, but they had never exercised faith in God. In verse 9, Jesus is going to address the entire crowd, including the elder Jews, and say, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. This crowd that followed him, they knew the Scriptures, yet they didn't believe the Scriptures. You know, many people will come to church and they'll know all the hymns and they'll know all the Bible stories, but yet they fail to exercise faith. It's almost as if they're following Jesus, not by faith, but just to be in a position to ask a favor. Well, I may need something someday. I may need some help someday, so I'm just going to come to make sure I stay in His good grace. Uh, the Catholics there, when we lived in Canada, in one of the towns that went, actually both of the towns that we lived, two different towns we wound up living in, at different times, uh, the Catholic Church uh, would send out a tithing envelope with a letter to every person in the community, whether you, you was Catholic or not, it didn't make no difference, they sent it out uh, and they sent a letter of explanation with that tithing envelope saying one day you're going to need the church. One day your children are going to want to uh, uh, 
you know, be married or maybe they're going to, you're going to need them for the funeral. And we need you to invest and to tithe so that we can be there for you as a favor. Very interesting. Kind of like these elders here, these Jews, they had all the religious heirs. I mean, they had the lingo. That they were, they were the somebodies there. You know, but just like these religious Jews, uh, they just don't get it. In verse 9, Jesus did not marvel at the Jews' faith, but at the centurion's faith. You see, the Jews, they marveled at this centurion's generosity. They, 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 they marveled at the fact that he loved the nation of Israel, but they didn't give God any glory. They stood beside somebody that the Bible says, for God so loved the world. He loved everybody. He loved the nation of Israel. And he was going to give himself to die for them. That centurion wasn't willing to do that. But can I ask you, what are you looking for today? This centurion, he wasn't looking to be recognized. How many people come to church just to be recognized? <laughs> just so somebody can pay attention to them. Uh, no, he sent the elders to Jesus, and then he sent his friends to relay a message to him after that. Uh, in verse 7, he relays to Jesus, Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come uh, unto thee. Uh, oh, the Jews said that he was worthy. Oh, they valued his worthiness based on his works. What he did... Uh, for them, uh, because that's how they perceived themselves as well. Uh, that's why they did that. Uh, they were trusting in their pedigree. They were trusting in their personal efforts to gain the favor of God, uh, but they had not put their faith in God. Their hope and faith was in what man could do for them. This centurion, he sent for Jesus. Now, he used the Jews to relay the message, but his faith was not in the Jews. His faith was not based on them. His faith was in based on what Jesus could do for his servant. Look at verse 7. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. Here we see the exercise of faith. One group came looking for a favor. This man came wanting to exercise his faith. This centurion was not looking for a favor. It was a word. A word that he was looking for. It was with a word, the Bible says, that the world was created. You understand? He under, it's so important to say a word. In Hebrews 11:3 it says through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God <laughs> so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear this centurion believed that Jesus was the son of God and that the he had the power to heal by his word where did he get such faith Romans 10:17 says for so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Turn with me to Psalms chapter 33. Psalms chapter 33. Psalms 33. Keep your place there in Luke 7. 
Where, where did this faith come to? Where, where, did it, where did it come from? How did he know that if all Jesus had to do was speak a word and his servant would be healed? In Psalms 33 and verse 4 it says, For the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Listen, look at verse 6 here. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Oh, if he could create this heavens and the earth, uh, if he could create everything that's in existence by his word, surely he could heal his servant. And then it goes on to say, And all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth, he gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap, he layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Uh, we, we've read the story in Luke chapter 7 and, and here we see the centurion explaining his faith just like what he believes right here out of Psalms 33 that God can do the same thing. Look in verse 13. The Lord looketh from heaven, he beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike, he considereth all their works. There is no king saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. And horse is a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him upon them that hope uh, in his mercy. Do you see where his faith is? His faith is in the Lord. It ain't in who he is. It ain't in what he's done. It's in what God can do. And verse 19 he says to deliver their soul from death. <laughs> hey he believed that God had the power to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let the mercy, O Lord, let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Do you see who his faith was in and why he said, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed? His faith was in the word, in the word of God. Turn to Psalms 107. Psalms 107 and verse 20. Psalms 107 and verse 20. It says, He sent His Word and healed them. <laughs> Isn't that a blessing? Oh, His faith was in the Word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. What did He know? He exercised His faith in what He believed in the word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works uh, to the children of men. Uh, oh, as we go back to Luke chapter 7, you think about these elder Jews. They missed it. Uh, oh, they missed everything, but oh, this centurion did not miss it. Uh, oh, they were praising man, these elder Jews. They were praising everything else uh, when they ought to have been giving glory to the Lord for all that he's done. You see, they were just looking for a favor. But this centurion was looking to exercise his faith. In, verse, in Luke 7, in verse 7, it says, Wherefore, 
Neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned him about, and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have, found, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent returning to the house, found the servant whole that had been sick. Hey, can I ask you something? Would Jesus marvel at what you're looking for today? We, we've all come here. Have you come to exercise your faith in Him? Would He marvel? Would you be able to leave this auditorium today and Jesus said, here as he watches you leave out and say, Woo, I ain't seen no faith like that. No, not in Myrtle Beach. I haven't seen faith like this person right here. Are you looking for a favor today? Or are you looking to exercise your faith? You see, Jesus was not impressed with these religious Jews. Uh, hey, they knew the same passages as this centurion did. Yet because of their unbelief, uh, those passages had no effect on them. Have you put your faith in the Word of God when it comes to what God says about the salvation of your soul? You see, this sick servant, uh, he represents all men and all women and children unable to save ourselves, uh, hey, unable to better our condition. This servant could not heal himself. Uh, he couldn't make any, he couldn't change his life. Uh, religion couldn't do anything for him. Being a good person, being a good servant could not do anything for him. But the Word of God made all the difference in his life. Uh, hey, can and I ask you today, have you come to Jesus by faith, uh, believing that He is uh, the only begotten Son of God who gave Himself to die in your place, uh, who took your sins and His body on the cross, uh, and there He died, was buried, and rose again for your justification? God says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says, there is none that doeth good, uh, no, not one. Have you seen yourself as not worthy? Have you ever come to Jesus not asking for a favor based on who you thought you were, but came to Him just looking to exercise your faith in what He has done for you? God's Word says in Romans 6, 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5 and verse 6 says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Have you received the gift of God have you accepted God's love for you or are you still just looking for a favor and trusting in yourself? You better be careful because there was two groups there before the Lord. There's possibly two groups here today. One looking for a favor. One looking to exercise faith in Him. You know, Christian, after we get saved, 
it's very important that we don't revert back to thinking like these elders that we've arrived to a certain level and that we're owed a certain level of favor from God. Well, I've done this and I've done that or, you know, I've been at church all these years, therefore I should be owed some type of favor. No, the only thing that us as Christians ought to be looking for is looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Can I ask you, what are you looking for today? Are you just looking for a favor? Is that all you're after? Or are you looking to exercise your faith in His Word?